In a world where comedians pitch fake movie ideas, this is Basic Pitches. I'm in the flat of Jack Barry. Hi, Jack. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the flat. Thanks a lot. It's nice. It's very nice. That's quite right. You've, it was difficult for you to find, but you found Barry, it. Very, yeah. You live in a, a kind of a weird dystopian... Um, uh, enclave you live in yeah, yeah. it's like, like a 1920s prison complex that we're sort of at the top of yeah. in south london but there's a 24-hour mcdonald's just down the road so yeah, yeah it's very dystopian i saw that yeah do you get any material there in, in mcdonald's yeah. uh no unless big macs count as material i just wondered whether fast food places you know you know it's like a comic gets on stage and goes so I was in McDonald's the other day and you go, well, yeah. it wasn't the other day because you said this joke 20 times. It was yeah. fine. It was like, five years ago yeah. and, it was, and, you were, yeah, and you weren't in McDonald's. And they're like, I was walking down the street and this guy came up to me and it's like, no, you were just sat having a shit in your own house and then you thought of all of this. Before we get onto movies, I will say I went to a, a new material night and I mentioned this to someone at work and I was like, I felt bad. For this, this is a comic trope that you can... Okay. You can break down for me. Great. But you d this must be weird for a comedian because you do new material. Yeah. It doesn't kill, right? No. You get rarely. You get tumbleweed. Yeah. But then you go, right? Scratch that. Fuck that. Doesn't work. And that gets the laugh. Like, yeah. Because I know. The t you've broken the tension. There's a. There's a. You know. There's the. Yeah. Everybody's Audiences appreciate that you acknowledge that it's shit. Yeah. The, the thing the audience are most tense about is like, does he realise that he's shit? Yeah. And if you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Then they're like, he's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. But that must be so, you kind of think, well, why don't I just do a bad, I'll do a bad, I'll write a, a deliberately bad joke in my set. Yeah. And then I'll break the tension with, that's shit. That's so unfun. I'm so sorry, everybody. It does that's happen so a lot. It's, I happen, it happens all the time with like Edinburgh previews, where you'll go and you'll do an Edinburgh preview and you'll leave feeling quite pleased with yourself. And you're like, I fucking smashed that. Like, did all new material. The audience were pissing themselves the whole way through. You go home and you listen to it and you realise none of the jokes that you've written got any laughs. All the laughs were coming from you referencing how bad it was. And you're like, oh, I've got nothing. I've got nothing out of that. All I've got is me slagging off my own material. I used to do a double act called Twins. And basically our, our whole act was us sort of slagging off our own material. So yeah, it's not a terrible idea. We got a bit of a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. you just write a joke. You write a sketch that neither of you really believe in and then mm. you do it on stage and constantly belittle it. And then, and then the audience <laughs> will get really on board with it. <laughs> it was great, it was a winning formula. Yeah. You can make it work, I think, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some material now out of a terrible audition that I had for a TV show. It was so, it was for Roast Battle. Have you seen Roast Battle? Uh, well, they brought it back on Comedy Central. With, yeah, so it was on Comedy Central. Uh, Jonathan on, like, Ross and Catherine. Catherine Ryan. And then Russell Brand did, was on the first series. And I think Jimmy, Jimmy Carr's on it. Anyway, it's just two comedians who stand on stage and they just like slag each other off. And they're like, oh, yeah. And, and I had a, I did like a live version of it in a comedy festival in Southampton a few months ago. And it was a disaster. Like I was so, I'm not good at insulting people and making it funny. So I was just, everything I said was absolutely dying on its ass. And the worst thing was that I, um, you're supposed to like, if, when they get, when they insult you, you're supposed to come up with some kind of witty retort to what they've said. So the guy who I was roasting, he said, Jack, 
uh, somehow looks like a paedophile and the victim of a paedophile at the same time. And, uh, <laughs> which, yeah, which always gets an annoyingly big laugh because uh, people are like, it's true. Well, no, it's, a then, good, it's quite a good joke, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, but then the worst thing was that then I had to think of a witty retort and the only thing I could think of to say was to go, well, of course, most of them are because, uh, you know, the victims become the abusers and that's how it works. It's a sort of vicious cycle of abuse. <laughs> and, uh, and all the audience just sort of went, oh... And it was oh. all really sad, and uh, it was just, oh, God, it was oh. the worst possible death. So I've tried to tell that on stage recently, and uh, luckily people find my misery in that moment funny. The whole st- You tell that whole story? I tell the whole story, and people seem to find that funny. Was that, did you tell the joke almost in its entirety? Yeah, pretty me? much, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, this better, this hopefully is a bit. If it's not, then he has, he's capable of being funny off the cuff in his kitchen. With a microphone under his nose, which I, I'm, it, it, I'm always a bit worried about. It's always not. It's not the easiest. Yeah, because yeah, you're working. Yeah. No, I just think if you're that, you always try and work in a bit of material, but usually you don't try and signpost it as much as we now have. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I want to take people behind the curtain. <laughs> so your name, Jack, is uh, it could be an action movie name, really. I'm thinking Jack Ryan, basically. I think it could be. Yeah, Jack Barry. Two first names. Barry, maybe not as cool as name as Ryan. But I said to so I said to my girlfriend, I was like, if we got married and her her last name is Rodriguez. Oh, that's... And then I'd be Jack Rodriguez, who oh, really wow. sounds like an action movie. Yeah. And she was like, well, you can do that if you want, but there's no fucking way I'm ever going to be Martina Barry. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I wouldn't want to burden yeah. you with that. Will you be one of those rare um, comedians, they have more in America than here, that girls want to shag? Yeah, exactly. You know, like a Russell Brand. Yeah, we don't have many of those. They're not a, not there's enough. not a huge amount of heartthrobs. I think we're a bit cynical to the... The funny heartthrob. Who's that one in America? Uh, Dane. Uh, Dane Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he, people hate him because he's a th- joke thief, but but he he, he made he plays like romantic leads in films, he, doesn't he? He made execrable sexist dross like Good Luck Chuck. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen Good Luck Chuck. He's a Good Luck Charm. So when they sleep with him and then they meet the man of they meet the loyal man of her, her dreams. Who's not him. Yeah, straight after. So when the word gets out that if you shag Chuck, you're you'll gonna meet find the man, the man of your dreams. dreams. So they all, so, and... Uh, and he cleans up. And that, and it, carry, it continues to work. It continues to work. There's no... What uh, a burden for him. I know. Well, for, and, then and he, for the women, I suppose. Well, he meets Jessica Alba. And so... Um, of course. I don't know. I don't I can't remember. But That's a great premise for a film. He just has this horrible um, mate this grubby sexless best friend and it's just there's something just there's something just inherently a bit uh nauseating about the because all the girl i mean it's because it's it's just sex montages and then um that is like a popular trope in in a lot of films though isn't it it's like the shagging montage shagging montage and also increasingly i find the party montage yeah that's a that's like the real thing now isn't it the party montage how irritating is that It's, it's such a weird trope to have in films isn't it it's like oh people love parties people love watching parties in films even more like let's just have a montage of like a great party that people are going to want to go to I saw the film Bad Mums the other day. Oh, man. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Oh, it's so... And it's, but it's like so much of it is montages. Yeah. It's, it, it, I, it's clearly just padding out their lack of material. So a montage should be a way... Like, traditionally, the montage was a way to, like, save time in a film and, like, show the passage of time, like, in a shorter way. But now it's, like, a way to actually extend time and pad it out mm. it's like Rocky it'd be like look he's training for months and we're going to show that with like a two minute montage 
Whereas now it's like, here's a two minute montage, which is showing like 30 seconds of a party. So it's actually dragging it out the opposite way. Yeah. So we'll just play everything in slow motion. So we don't have to write as much script. Ever since The Hangover, the Hangover has a lot to answer for for the party yeah. for the party movie in general. You know, it's yeah, a really absolutely. bad. One of those films, I, Girls Trip. I saw that. That was a lot of good party <laughs> montages in that. There's loads of that in there. And in that, well. they quite obviously wanted to have like a classic kind of drug like hallucination scene, but I think they didn't want to show them taking drugs. So instead, they had them drinking absinthe and sort of. And then had like the narrative that absinthe makes you hallucinate, like you're on magic mushrooms. Right. It just felt like quite an odd way of like going about things. Yeah. Don't give me that. Give me. I'd rather watch them do coke than pray. Don't do a hallucination scene where the thing that you're giving them is not. It doesn't going make to you do... hallucinate. Yeah. Exactly. So, oh, if you drink this, you're gonna you're gonna trip balls. Okay. No. Definitely if you take not. acid, you're gonna trip. Yeah. Balls. So get them taking yeah. acid. Yeah, taking acid. It's just not crazy. It's like. Don't say you had a crazy weekend when the craziest thing you did was a shot of absinthe. Exactly. Is that? Yeah. I, yeah. You've, you've instantly lost. And I'm not like sitting here as some like uh, who's what's that Las Vegas movie with Johnny Depp? Fear and Loathing. I'm not sitting here like some. You oh, know. I am. That's exactly <laughs> why I'm sitting here. Tell you what, before we keep going, let's just have a, a quick psychedelic vape interlude. 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 Jack Barry, is that you? No. Jack, do you hallucinate? Really? 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 Seriously, Jack, stop it, man. Preview what's coming up. They, they, you know, they, he gets them to be an exercise bike for him to ride and stuff like that. Wow. Exercise bike. Uh, cool. Uh, we're going to hear your film idea, aren't we? Oh, okay, okay. Not, not like, not like TV sitcoms. No movies. Bojack Horseman. No. Movies. Bojack Horseman. And then it was funny. And actually, the cartoons in Bojack Horseman. Vape interlude over. Back to basic pitches with Jack Barry. I should. Well, I need to welcome. Welcome to basic pitches, Jack. Thank you. Give me your idea in a nutshell. Okay, so my idea is it's a boozy party montage, but in an indie classy film. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I no. I I. Uh, I mean, I've got lots of ideas, but I think uh, one film that I really want to make is uh, I want to make a biopic. I want to make a biopic. They're the ones that do the best, aren't they? If we want to, if we're talking Oscar bait, yeah, you gotta have a bio, a sweet biopic, haven't you? They do win the awards. They win the awards, and uh, I've always been kind of fascinated by the life of this guy called John Allegro. Okay. Who I read about a couple of years ago, who was like an Oxford scholar, who uh, he he wrote a book called The Sacred Kingdom and the Cross, which was basically uh, based on a theory that Jesus Christ was um, actually a slang term for magic mushrooms 2,000 years ago and that everyone who thought they spoke to Jesus was actually high on magic mushrooms and actually Christianity was born out of a freaky mushroom sex cult. And uh, his books were widely discredited no. and he got, he got booted <laughs> out of Oxford say. University and he never worked again. But I just love like... Because obviously, if you've ever taken magic mushrooms, you're like, everything makes sense. The world is connected and everything sort of seems... But I just respect the fact that he was able to write an entire book before he came down off the magic mushrooms that he was clearly on. Wow. And, uh, and I think it would be, make a good kind of fear and loathing kind of film. That would be good. And I'm thinking, like, <coughs> get Terry Gilliam on board. He'd be perfect. He'd be good for it. Just, like, have him. And then you can have, like, flashbacks to, like, the life of Jesus, which might be, like, the life of Brian. So the right. so the movie's about the writer. I want it to be about the writer and, how, and how he came up with how he came up with the, the world into exactly how he came up with the theories. Piece that together with flashbacks 
of like people getting high on mushrooms 2000 years ago and thinking that they're witnessing miracles and then writing about it. Did they have mushrooms and did they have? Well, apparently there's like theories that like, that's part of the reason that we evolved from monkeys is like the monkeys like billions of years ago would like eat. That was how we first kind of got high before beer was invented. Monkeys would eat mushrooms because they're just naturally occurring. And then our sort of our, our brains would develop in these kind of like freaky deaky ways. Oh, right. And then it was like thousands of years, millions of years later when we invented beer, that that was actually the invention of alcohol is actually what's turned us into a sort of patriarchal hierarchical society because it makes you violent and it doesn't make you as cooperative as friendly nice drugs like mushrooms oh. and there's a big theories about like the i forgot what it's called it's called like the the, the high ape theory oh and uh so yeah <coughs> i so thought they've it was been knocking about for a while those magic mushrooms the mayans used to prey on magic mushrooms they take magic mushrooms and then they go into a cave and smash loads of pots and that was how they would talk to the gods. Um, what did they ever do, though? The Mayans. Yeah, I don't know. Who, where from, are they now? Apart from that one <laughs> prediction. Yeah, exactly. We only hear about them once a year. With their, with their, and their predictions really is... It's it pretty outdated now. Six years old now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I think they built some big pyramids, didn't they? The yeah, Mayans. The, yeah. Yeah. This is a great idea. Yeah. And I and think... Can I also just say the climax of the film? Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, it's not really the climax. It's the end of the film. John Allegro... From what I can gain from his Wikipedia page, he he died on his 65th birthday on the day, which it doesn't tell you how he died, but I have, I have assumed that he died as part of a, a surprise party that went wrong. <laughs> no, so that, that's to be the final scene of the film. Everyone jumps out and he dies. I think, um, I don't know how commercial you want this to be, because I feel like with if you're doing anything hallucinogenic, psychedelic, abstract, yeah. you'll think you're going down the Terry Gillingham route, but I think Seth Rogen... You think Seth Rogen to I, play to play to play the Oxford Scholar? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. He would have some good ideas on how you make that fuck funny. Make that accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because the he sort of Pineapple Express kind of vibe. Is Jesus? Uh, well, his theory is he was that, an illusion. Then is yeah, he, his theory was that Jesus wasn't even a person. That Jesus was just a slang for shrooms. So really, you're going to have like the disciples, I guess. So the disciples are just taking drugs. The disciples shrooms. are just a cool bunch of guys who used to like just, getting on it. Who just sit around. Yeah, taking it's just like human traffic around the fire. Yeah, they just like they just like to get it's a bit like wonky. Human traffic. It's like human traffic. Well, it's like the scene with Danny Dyer and yeah, where they. Danny Dyer would be great to play um, John the Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have him in Aramea doing some sort great. of Aramaic accent. Yeah, exactly. So like, Jesus has got me proper fucking wonky. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was walking on fucking water. But it'd be that, and it'd be like 24-hour party people as well. Yeah, now, okay, so we could get Michael Winterbottom to direct. Michael Winterbottom be, could have come in, yeah, exactly. If we made the high disciples, the hypels, that no, doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Terry Gillingham or Steve, or Michael Winterbottom to direct. We'd like yeah. Steve Coogan. Yeah, Steve Coogan, yeah, he could be one of the disciples. I do think Danny Dyer should be one of the maybe one of the lesser ones. He so should be there for sure. Maybe let's just cast it now. Maybe Danny so Dyer could play like Lazarus. Who's wasn't he the guy who got resurrected? So what are we calling it? Uh, oh, good point. I forgot to think of a, <laughs> a name. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can. You can uh, bring, so you his can, book was called Sacred Kingdom. Okay. Some kind of pun. Jesus Christ, super high. 
Jesus Christ, super bad. Jesus Christ, super bad. Well, look, that's you've kind of got onto strap lines because that'd yeah, be a okay, great. That's, that's a strap line. That's a good point. Because the pun is the strap. So okay, Jesus Christ, super bad is is a good strap line. Yeah. And then because uh, I think this is more so because it's about it's Jesus, it's mushrooms, like um, it's shrooming, it's trippy. It's disciples. What's the guy's name again? Allegro. John Allegro. Pulling my Allegro. Stop. Pulling my Allegro. Yeah. Something like that. Pulling something my... like that. I reckon. I reckon something with the disciples and like trippy disciples or something like that. Disciples on a trip. Disciples on a trip. Exactly. And if we get Coogan, then he'll he'll like the name association with the trip. With the trip. That's a good point. We've got Although to think about might. getting him attached as soon as possible. High as a Christ. High as a Christ. Oh, a cri- nice. Yeah, high as a Christ is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No mushroom at the inn. No, yeah. No, no, oh, no. very. I was trying not, to think of something not mushroom. mushroom. Not mushroom at the inn. Not mushroom at the inn. Was that, isn't that one of the Jesus stories? Yeah, that was when he was get, born, wasn't they it? They couldn't get in. Who yeah. couldn't get in, though? Mary and Joseph. I thought they the, couldn't get in the inn, so they had to go in the in the in the stable. I thought I'm I knew nothing about religion. Any Christians listening, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's been a long time since we did this. I like it if you're listening sport. to any Christians. Like if Christians are listening, that's going to be what annoys them. Yeah, listening to all this about, about Jesus being made up and it's just people on shrooms. And then you're like, I don't know when he was born. And people are like, that <laughs> is it. <laughs> now I'm pissed. I'm, I'll also, listen to all the stuff about Christianity being born out of a sex mushroom orgy. <laughs> but I will not hear that Jesus was born on Easter. <laughs> It's not much of a faith if you're like, (laughs) (laughs) no. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, got sidetracked there. I think John Allegro should be played by someone like Hugh Laurie. (laughs) I think he's like, yeah, Yeah. he's like a, like a distinguished English gent who you can see getting a bit. Yeah. A kind of slightly, uh, not reptilian, but a kind (laughs) of slightly artificially charming Oxford Don, yeah, who you kind of know is talking bollocks, but really convincing. Exactly, and he convinces people, and he convinces himself because he's just having such a bloody good time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I like that a lot. I think hopefully it's got legs. Yeah, uh, it's got a legs row. It's got a legs row. <laughs> we hope. I want to know. I want to absolve John Allegro. You know, like when when history like tells stuff in a completely different way. You know, like Braveheart. It's like. You know, the King of England was like a was like an awful like paedophile or something. And yeah. they just like make that up. Yeah. I wanna do the opposite for Allegro. I wanna be like he was pretty uh, you know, he's got a bad name in history and I want it to be like, no, he was a hero. And so I want there to be like loads of like other Oxford dons who are like, you don't know what you're talking about, and they throw him out and they're like horrible characters. <clears throat> so you've got like horrible but like who plays like you the don't best villain? Exactly. Your ideas don't belong in this yeah. institution. And he'll be like, I'll show all of you. And then he goes to his birthday party and things don't go as planned. Okay. He got, sort of loses his girlfriend and yeah. visits back. I, you know, it's exactly. Like, she's like a square. Maybe she's religious. And, and he's she's like, like, You can't say these things about Jesus. You don't need a pen. You need a doctor. You know? Yeah. You need exactly. your head examined. You need to put down the shrooms and think of something else. And then he's like, no way. And then maybe he meets like a sexy, young, hippie girl who's like, I believe in you. Yeah. And she's the only one who does. 
because he's a bit of a renegade so he's yeah. like hops off his bike like walks into his bakery with a spliff on the go yeah exactly you know he's kind of yeah and they're like and they're, they're like, like there the goes that allegro yeah. again yeah <laughs> they're, they're like you know he sort of grab and he grabs a he gets like a loaf of he gets like his favorite iced bun and then puts his and then they tell him to get out because he's smoking so he puts the, the he puts the spliff out in in the bun yeah like, absolutely pay, pays for it he's not a complete bastard yeah 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 do you know what I mean he's not an anarchist yeah. it's just he just thinks that these but then, like, his stuffy ideas little aren't, yeah his ideas aren't welcome around here all the lots of people wearing tweed sort of telling him that his ideas aren't cool I mean presumably he read something else no the bible <laughs> probably the bible it's just all like a big circle isn't it do you think, yeah the just... bible influences everything else and then everything else influences the bible is that like the beatles are the bible you the know the beatles like, are the bible yeah you know like everything comes from the beatles now yeah oh, does it that's some you can follow it back to the beatles really yeah. what every idea every uh, cr every musical creative idea oh okay okay not not like any not um marmite or, no you no, can't no no okay not no. like tv sitcoms no but musically apparently there's a book that came out recently that said we don't give the Beatles enough credit, and everyone's like, "Oh, but that's like saying that's like ridiculous." It's like, no, it's not. It's really li literally. We could give them even more, really. So we shouldn't just name a an airport after them. We should name like every building in the country. Every after band them. should have their name changed to the Beatles. I don't know much about the Beatles. I've yeah, heard Octopus's Garden. Never heard oh, it. It's a joy. No. Is it? Oh, it's a joy. If you're ever uh, down, do comedians get down? Yeah, well, yeah, more than anyone. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what they the say, point. but I, think that was a, I thought that was a myth. Because <laughs> I, I don't think there's tears of a clown. Unless you're depressed. Yeah. If you're depressed, then let's get you some good, solid psychiatric care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... I think it's mostly like, oh, just we don't have enough to do in the day. And we don't have office jobs. Since I started living with another comedian, I feel like I've definitely been depressed less. Just because I've had someone to hang out with. Who's funnier in the kitchen? Uh, Adam. Who, who's funnier domestically? Adam and professionally. Oh really? Yeah. Do you try jokes out on each other? Yeah, all the time, and they don't do they don't do very well. We've got a joke now that we try and uh, we try and steal each other's jokes. Okay. <laughs> Adam pointed out a thing the other day that how annoying it is when um, and it's a, again it's another trope of people and you notice people doing it in the pub all the time where someone will make a funny joke and then someone will just make the same joke again but sort of with more. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just add so to it. would be like, yeah. oh my God, like, um, I love drinking coffee so much. Like, I genuinely think I could drink like 10 coffees and then everyone will laugh. And then someone will go, oh, or 50 coffees. And then people will be like, oh. and it's like, that's the same joke. Yeah. You've just stolen it and just thought of a bigger number. Yeah. But people give that so much credit. Well, it's nice to know you and Adam have a... Uh, we have a good time. A yeah, harmonious... Yeah, yeah. Keep each other from killing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing. Well... I mean, that's quite a way to... That's quite a good good note to end on, isn't it? good note to end on. Yeah. Jack, Barry, thank you so much for being um, part of uh, Basic Pitches. My pleasure. It's lovely to be a basic pitch. If you've made it this far, don't press stop. This is Basic Pitches bonus material because Jack Barry has actually gone and made a film, a short film. What's it called, Jack, and how can people view it? It's called Get Staffed. You can watch it on Vimeo. A staff pick on Vimeo, which apparently is very important. I know that that is a cool uh, thing to have. Yeah, great. And it's, but yeah, it's, I was talking to you. It, it, it's a, it's basically the, the whole concept of the idea is that uh, why is it that when people get really rich, the last thing they buy is like members of staff, like a butler? What if you spend that first? Don't don't waste your time getting a nice house or a nice TV. Start with staff. 
And that's basically the idea of the film. It's only two and a half minutes long. That is a very clever, funny idea. What are, which staff members does he get? So he has like a butler and he has a, he has a, a, a tailor and a chef and a driver and in two and a half minutes in two and a half minutes yeah and it's and then in the end he sort of ends up selling all of his possessions and his and his staff end up being his possessions so like instead of having a tv he just gets them to act out episodes of breaking bad and they they, you know he gets them to be an exercise bike for him to ride and stuff like that that sounds cool yeah it's a bit of fun all right i'll check it out yeah please do and live live uh i'm doing a tour next year beginning of next year I'm going to be touring my Edinburgh show Tango uh, around the UK and hopefully in London as well. We haven't got London dates set yet, but yeah. So keep an eye out for that on my website. All right. Yeah. I'll see it. I'll be at the back. Yeah. Great. Adding to your jokes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Give me some toppers. <laughs> Thanks, Jack Barry. Thank you. Basic Pitches. The podcast to have you in stitches. Basic Pitches. You've heard of films with some really bad ideas, like Night and Day with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. So once a week, we'll be chatting with a comedian, getting in a groove and improve the movie medium. Thing is, most stories have a stupid premise, like The Phantom Menace, or films about tennis. Basic pitches, comedic riches. Basic pitches. A podcast to have you in stitches. Basic pitches.